Hi everyone, happy Valentine's. I'm Andrew and I am your host for Georgia State Politics and I have actually changed the name and the logo if you haven't noticed. Uh, I just felt like it needed a change. You know, I changed the name to make it shorter uh, so you could um, just make it easier for people to search and find out about our podcast. Now, if you're part of my three viewers, or sorry, listeners who are uh, listening right now, uh, congratulations. You know, um, I you've probably been the only one to notice uh, this change, but you know, hopefully this will allow us to grow and to spread. So, you know, today I've got a couple things that have happened. I meant to release this uh, about a day ago. Nothing really has happened in a day, so this should still be uh, very relevant. Um, so let's just go ahead and get started uh, with this, and I hope it goes well. Okay, so first thing that happened today is, I'm going to read the headline for you, Kemp launches Georgia-made logo for in-state manufacturers. So, uh, he's going, so, okay, so let's say you go to a movie. Most movies nowadays, especially in Georgia, a lot of movies are being filmed in Georgia. So, you go to a theater, and usually at the very end of the credits, you'll see the Georgia peach, and it'll say something like, made in Georgia. And that's very typical nowadays. But now, nowadays, sorry, we're going to start adding this to products. So, you know, like on a plastic toy, maybe, or on a package, it'll say, have a little Georgia peach on there. So Georgia Peach logo for products that made at least, this will be for like products that are made at least 50% in-state. So, you know, like uh, about half of it's made in-state. So let's say the best way to describe this is, okay, so let's say you make a marble countertop. Okay, it's got, now the, the legs and stuff are made of steel and it comes maybe from some other country, but the marble countertop is made in Georgia. Well, then it would have somewhere on that product or maybe on the box it's shipped in, uh, a seal with the with the little Georgia peach. So that's the same. I, I mean, it's not really like, it's not going to, it's not for really any legal reasons I see. It's just kind of to give Georgia more credit. Because I think right now Georgia's in this period of trying to be a bigger state. You know, we honestly, to be in our history, Georgia was originally founded as a poor state. So, you know, we're trying to move away from this kind of idea. We're trying to become a bigger state, like one of the biggest states in the South besides Texas, which we can never compete against because Texas could pretty much be its own country if it wanted to. But we're trying to be second. We're, we're going to be second place. You know, we're going to be right up there. We're going to be there. Uh, so this will be uh, for, uh, um, wait, wait, what, what is that right here? So next part, uh, so I'm just going to read the headline for this. So a filmmaker who wouldn't sign George's Israel oath is suing the state. Now this is, now this thing has kind of confused me. I did not know about this uh, law before this, but I'm just going to kind of read it to you and then I'll talk about it. So her, the reason she's suing the state is because she's saying it violates the First Amendment. It doesn't really... Okay, here's the thing. So, the the state requires her to make an oath. uh, And this... I will go more into the oath. But it requires her to make an oath. Now, here's the thing. She, with her First Amendment right, can decide if she does not want to make that oath or if she wants to. So, yeah, maybe taking the 
oath and you don't want to take the oath but you still want to film in here kind of hurts you but it's not interrupting your first minute right because you can just say no and then but the only thing is though is you won't be able to film here that's it's not like she's not they're not like intentionally silencing you or anything like that so i don't really understand that uh her name is abby i think it's like abdi abby martin is what her name is uh, and she was trying to do, I guess, she's doing a documentary, and I think she was speaking at Georgia Southern University is where she was at, uh, and I, I guess she was doing something over there, I don't know if it was a documentary for Georgia Southern, we don't really know what the documentary was, but apparently it was just, she was gonna speak there. So I'm gonna kinda read what the actual law states. Uh, this is from, uh, oh, well, actually, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh wait, no, this is for, um, actually, I don't know. Hmm, okay, well, let me just read it off for you. Okay. The law requires that anyone who wants to contract contract with the state of Georgia for services worth more than $1,000 must sign the oath, said Edward Ahmed Mitchell, executive director of the Council on American Islamic Relations Georgia. Okay, that is an insanely long name. We had two episodes with two people who have the longest names I have ever heard uh, for their position. So, okay, so as I just read, so it's if you're going to have a contract in Georgia and you have to maybe... There's an there's an a thousand dollar you have to and it's worth more than a thousand dollars. You have to sign this now. Okay, here's the, the weird part, and I kind of don't understand why this is a law in the state of Georgia. Why do we need it? Okay, so if you don't know what's going on in Israel right now, so Israel is under attack from a lot of these Islamic states, um, and Israel is a peaceful Jewish state, and they have been under attack by these Islamic states for a long long time reaching all the way back to like i think the 60s or something because islam the um israel's a bit not that old not that um old of a country it's actually pretty young but the country they split off from i forgot the name but you can look it up yourself this is very easy information to find um they split off from them and but they don't the country they split off from doesn't really see them as a country so they keep trying they've been trying for years now to take back israel even though israel has just in pleaded with them they israel has accepted every peace treaty but they have not like recently trump has tried to bring peace between these two nations and it's always israel accepts it's it's never the islamic state that ever does and of course this trump tried it again and it did not work so that kind of gives you a background so america is mostly on the side of israel but i don't understand why you have to make an oath to israel Yes, Israel is our ally, but, like, why not just make an oath to, like, every ally we have? Like, you have to make an oath to all of the United States allies. But I, I tried looking in more information, like, why this law even exists. I couldn't find much. I just knew they passed it in, like, 2017 is when they passed it. It's pretty recent. Um, but I, one thing I don't understand is why is this woman so against this? Like, okay, yeah, maybe you have to make this oath. Maybe it's kind of a dumb oath, but, like... Israel's our ally, you know, they're a good country. You know, they their people are under constant attack. I mean, why not? I mean, you know, I mean, you don't actually have to like go there and help out. I mean, you can just say yes, you know, I'm fine. I like Israel. Yeah, sure, whatever, it's fine. Like, I, are you planning, is your documentary about like killing people in Israel? I mean, like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking, like, you know, you could just say it. I mean, I don't, I guess, I don't know. But now I understand the guy from Edward Ahmed Mitchell. Uh, executive region on the American Islamic relations. Of course, he's going to be against this. He's Islamic. He hates Jewish people. I mean, he, uh, are you serious? Like, yeah. 
Of course. And it's, it's, I mean, it's just, it seems like that woman, I'm not going to say what she is, but it's just, this seems to be a lot of anti-Semitism. And it's, it's kind of, it's just like, it's so weird. If you, now, if you want to learn more about this, Ben Shapiro has released this episode, I think it's a couple weeks back about this particularly. And it's a really, and you know, he's Jewish. It's a really good video or sorry, uh, podcast podcast. Yeah. I would definitely recommend it. Definitely go check it out. Um, he, you know, he's Jewish. He has a really good perspective on this. I would listen to that, you know, and he'll give you a lot more information on this whole problem. So, you know, I just, this is kind of dumb to me. Okay. So, uh, recently 11 Alive published this article. I honestly, I don't, I've noticed most of these local news stations have just gotten more liberal every day. And it's just, so it's, it's honestly, it's impossible to find news nowadays. It's like, just don't even, don't watch the news, okay? Just look it up on the internet. You can Google it just as fast as waiting for it to come on, okay? Just Google it. You can find information better. And then you also find it from multiple other news areas and papers so that you kind of get a, you you kind of narrow it down to one topic. I, I, I suggest doing that instead of just watching cable news. But let's get on to the topic. Okay, so uh, Georgia State Law students trade their spring break vacation to help immigrants at Lumpkin Detention Center. Okay, so if you remember, I think it was last episode. Yeah, last episode, there was a law, they're passing a law that will allow police to go into sanctuary cities in Georgia and extract illegal immigrants so that they can either go, if they're, you know, performing illegal actions, also go to jail or they can get back to their country. Um, and, you know, I'm for that law. I think it makes sense. I don't think sanctuary cities are just dumb. You are literally just allowing illegal people, people who are not supposed to be in this country, stay in your town. And typically, those towns are terrible places to live. They are overrun with, you know, with poverty, and they just, they have probably, most of them, Democratic mayors, and they, you know, people are, you can't walk out in the streets, you know, it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. And you, you have, like, you have, you have, you know, lots of rape, you have a lot of, you know, you just have terrible, you have crimes going on, terrible places to live, and we don't need those in Georgia, and we need those people out, so, and it's just, I don't understand why these, I mean, they're like, they're making it sound like, well, you can do whatever you want with your spring break, I mean, they're acting like, oh man, these poor children, they're giving up their spring break to go to Lumpkin Detentions, or who, I mean, who says they're giving it up, they're just wasting it. I mean, that is a waste of time. And, you know, some of these are, it, I'm like, you're going over there and they're, they're, I guess they're, I guess they're just like talking with them. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, I guess they're helping serve them. But it, it <laughs> why? Honestly, some of these illegal immigrants are probably doing better in that detention center than they were outside of the detention center. Okay. <laughs> really? Okay. If you look at Mexico, okay, you see how terrible their economy is. You see how terrible Terrible living conditions. A lot of people live there. They, they this detention center probably is like Buckingham Palace to them. Okay, it. I mean, <laughs> it, it is just dumb. Yeah, I mean, I I just can't believe like people. Uh, people are just so naive nowadays. I can't believe you just. And they're making it sound like this whole thing like these kids are being so brave. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I mean, most likely their parents drop them off down. I mean, down there, and they're like, okay, well, I guess we'll serve these people. What are they even doing though? They're probably just standing outside the prison, just cackling and screaming and laughing. That's probably all they're doing. Whatever. Ugh, it's just, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. 
this is one of the biggest uh, stories that has happened recently. So uh, Georgia 2020, Atlanta Councilwoman flips to Bloomberg. So Mike Bloomberg, uh, former mayor of New York, you know, running for president. You know, I'll go at the very end of the video. I have kind of a surprise that I want to talk about. So I'll, I'm not really going to talk a lot about Mike Bloomberg and the Democratic race. But he's he's I think he's like one of the top Bernie Sanders right now is the top Democratic candidate uh, for the election for the, you know, for uh, the Democrats. He's like the top candidate. But Michael Bloomberg is, I think, he's making a comeback right now. So uh, she originally said she was with um, Warren, uh, but now she's flipped to Bloomberg. I don't really, this doesn't make, here's the whole thing with this. So her name is Jennifer Ide. I, I, I just, oh, let me read her quote real quick. Oh, I'll read her quote and I'll talk about what I really think about this. Okay, so quote, she said this. I flipped to Bloomberg because of his unique set of experience in business, government, and philanthropy that will enable him to both defeat Trump and lead our nation with integrity and ethics. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, that's so dumb. Okay, so she says business. Um, yeah. Okay. He's the mayor of New York City, which is a big, you know, New York City is one of the biggest cities in America, one of the biggest cities in the world uh, for that point. But... While he was mayor, here's the thing. I actually don't like if someone was to win. Like if someone, if one of these Democrats beat Trump, the one I would want to beat Trump. I don't want anyone to beat Trump because Trump is doing great right now. It would actually probably be Michael Bloomberg. Why? Because well, he did actually. You know, before it's so funny, and this is just one of those funny things. Is he's part of like those Republicans that split off from the Republican Party because they didn't like Trump, because they thought he was a he was a jerk. I mean, I'll give him this. He's kind of a jerk, but he gets things done, and that's all I care about. I don't care about his moral character. I just care that he gets stuff done. Now, unless he's, like, completely corrupting the political system and he's, like, like killing people. I mean, yeah, then I care, but, like, he's not been doing any of that. He's just being rude. I don't really care. That's fine with me. Do whatever he wants. But he, you know, New York actually did really well under him because, well— he was using Republican policies when he was the mayor. He actually switched to Democrat after Trump got elected. So when he was serving his term, you know, Trump was elected yet. So he was actually doing, you know, he was, New York was prospering under him, which is a good thing. And now it's actually doing even better under its new mayor, I think, who's also a Republican. I don't know his name, but I'll try to figure that out. I think actually the mayor there is probably bigger than the governor, really. I mean, if you control New York City, you control like the, the hot spot of New York. Uh, so Georgia, now here's the thing. So she, they're making a big deal that she flipped, but I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Georgia is a red state. It is Republican. So Georgia is most typically going to vote either way. If she flipped or not is going to vote for Donald Trump. So she really isn't actually representing her state that well. Uh, she's, Here's one of the problems. She's representing her party. Like, she, she picked a party that's Democratic, even though, really, we should have just, we should have Republican governors up there. Yeah, we have Democrats in Georgia, but we do not have a lot. She really should be a Republican, or she shouldn't be a congresswoman uh, for Georgia, because she's not representing the state. Uh, she's representing her own opinion, uh, and she's a Democrat, and she's serving her party. It's just dumb. Okay. Now, and also, give you a little bit of stats. So, during the 2016 election, uh, only 45.4% uh, voted for Hillary Clinton. 
and only, or actually, yeah, Hillary Clinton, and 50.4% voted for Trump. Trump's approval rating has dramatically increased by then. So most likely, it's probably more of a 70 I, From what I can tell, now, I will say this though, as of right now, there's a 54% disapproval rating and there's a 44% there's a 44% approval rating in Georgia. I find that very hard to believe. I've seen this from one side and I've seen multiple different answers from other sides. So it's really hard to find it. Honestly, I feel like the polls right now, and I've heard this from a lot of other people, and you see this a lot. You'll see a poll that is from a different place, and then you'll see a poll from another place, and they will be completely flipped. Like, it'll instead say, like, 50.4% approval for Donald Trump and 44% or 44% disapproval. You know, it, it'll – it's never – they never have it the same. I don't I don't understand that. So, you know, I, the polls right now, I honestly, I think really – all it's going to matter is when it actually happens. Because this is this really just depends on who their candidate is. You know, if Bernie Sanders becomes a candidate for the Democratic Party, you'll see a way higher approval rating Donald Trump in that case. Because nobody wants Bernie. Bernie is a communist. Nobody wants Bernie Sanders to win the presidency. And he probably will not. If he does, I would... <laughs> I, now, I, I might have to move. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can stay here. Ugh. The, uh, oh, the 11, and also one thing, the 11 Southern states total to a 54% approval and a 45% unapproval of, uh, Donald Trump. So combined with all 11 original Southern, like what you would call the Southern states, uh, there is a higher approval. There is a disapproval, which really matters in the long run. Um... Also, I kind of looked this up. So uh, Georgia is actually the third most conservative, like, oh, sorry. No, Appling, Georgia is the third most conservative um, city in the, in the country. So there's that. And then now I kind of wanted to see, now one of the things that I've noticed when they do these polls is they don't really go into the suburbs. You know, they don't really go into the country. You know, they don't go to some of these smaller cities. You know where they usually go? The main capital. And that's, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, in some perspective, that's where the largest amount of people are usually in the capital. But um, that's all. here's how cities have been like for hundreds of years. They're kind of like a bubble. They're like a bubble of multiple different cultures and arts and stuff. That's really what they've kind of become and they've, they've always kind of been that. Athens and Greece has been like, it was like that. You know, Rome was like that. You know, you know cities tend, like large capital cities tend to be like that. France is like that. You know, Paris, Paris France is like that, you know. Uh, so I, I kind of want to see, well, maybe they, and, Nowadays, if you go into like so, for instance, here's a story. I work at Chick Fil A, so uh, Chick Fil A recently tried going international. They tried to go into Europe, and they were going to open a Chick Fil A in London. They opened it. It lasted for three months because they got almost every single day they were protested by LGBTQ protesters, and they had to close. Now, you know they're they're kind of holding back from now doing any business in Europe. But here's the thing, they shouldn't. You know why? Because you can't just, you know, London is a very liberal city. They're very liberal. And this is how most cities are. They, most cities tend to be very liberal. As that's, you know, how, you know, liberal people don't live out in the countryside. Liberal people don't live in the suburbs. You know, liberal people are, tend to be millennials and college students. And usually colleges are in big cities. So, you know, they, these liberal kids and stuff tend to circle in these cities and live in these apartments and stuff. 
So typically, cities tend to be more liberal. And that's the same thing that happened with London. In Atlanta, it is the 22nd most liberal city, and it's actually still growing. It's getting more liberal by every day. Uh, so, you know, that kind of shows you how these polls, when they do it in the city, you're mostly getting a liberal opinion when they do it in these cities. And, you know, cities, I mean, it's just kind of like, I mean, I don't really know how to really explain this to you. I'm not a psychologist or I don't, I don't really know much about why this happens, but it just tends, tends to be that cities tend to be, like the large capital cities tend to be more liberal than what is actually outside of them. Like, I mean, most of the state is conservative, but Atlanta is really liberal. You know, it's just kind of like all, all liberal people flow into the cities and all conservative people come out of the city and they live in the country and they live in the suburbs. So I don't feel like they, it's not really a, a good poll in my case. But, um, well, uh, that's all I have for you today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this video. Have a, oh God, oh, I just heard myself. Okay. I keep saying video. I don't know why I said video. I probably said it five or six times during this entire podcast, but, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode uh you know please continue watching please um once you watch this video if you like once you listened to this podcast please share it with everyone you know especially if they're conservative they would love to hear this because this is a very conservative podcast now i'm going to talk to you talk to you real quick about what i've i talked about there's something special so let me talk to you about that real quickly, uh, and then I'll end this video. Oh, I'll end this podcast. Oh, I'm terrible. I don't know why I keep doing this. Uh, okay. So the thing I was going to talk about, the special thing I planned was, okay, so I'm doing this Georgia State politic political podcast right now, and I really enjoy making this. Uh, my goal, as I've stated, is people will become more interested in what is happening in state politics. And, um, you know, I, I want to, I'm going to continue making this podcast because this is my dream and I want to do this, but I feel like I have to, like in today I had merch, I mentioned Bernie Sanders and the democratic race. I have to mention, you know, the, what's happening the whole, in the whole government, the federal government right now. So my, I might, I, I plan on possibly doing a a podcast, just a political podcast, talking about what's going on in just national politics right now. Um, I think that will be a. I, I'm really excited doing that. It's gonna it's gonna be easier for me to make uh, these podcast episodes. Doing that, uh, this of course, this podcast you're listening to right now will still continue. This will be my main podcast, but I might do this podcast, and I feel like this will just you know allow me to. <laughs> Continue making stuff on a recent basis, you know, because sometimes there's not information out for what's going on in the state government. So this will allow me to, you know, just kind of fill that in with some stuff that's happening. And, you know, you look up, you just type in, you know, you just, you turn on Google and the first thing you see is just tons of what's happening in the government right now. You know, there's thousands of podcasts about what's happening in the government, you know, liberal, conservative. So it's one of those things where it's kind of like, I don't know if I'm trying to compete with anybody. You know, that's the thing of doing this is because I'm not really competing with anyone doing this. So, you know, I have a better, I kind of have a hold on what, on the market for uh, Georgia state government. Uh, so, but I, I probably will in some time start doing a podcast on national government. But I also had another idea and I had an idea that maybe I might do instead. 
And I, okay, so I am really into politics, but I am a huge Star Wars fan, and especially Star Wars video games. So, I had an idea that I might do a short podcast reviewing um, every Star Wars game ever made, because I currently own every Star Wars game ever made on every console. So, I have... I might start doing that. Uh, I'm I'm kind of excited to do that, so I might do that instead. I'm not sure. I'll have to decide. So you know, you'll see. I mean, you know, you'll just you'll see what happens. You know, next you check the channel and I'll the 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 podcast, and I'll probably put an advertisement for my next uh, podcast, which will probably be the uh, either one of those. Also, um, I might be doing a podcast with a friend on the Dark Crystal Netflix series, Age of Resistance. Uh, I'm really into the show. I it, it it was just a great show. Um, if you haven't seen it, then I'm not advertising for Netflix. I'm not advertising for Jim Henson, Jim Henson Company. Um, but this is just my recommendation to you. I would definitely check that out. Most people have Netflix nowadays, so there's no reason not to look at it. You can look at it right now. Uh, I would go watch that. It is a great show. You don't actually have to watch the movie to watch it. Uh, if you just you, I would definitely watch the movie. But I would actually, in my opinion, I say watch this. First, and then watch the movie. Or, you know, nah, never mind. Well, no, watch the movie first, and then watch the show. But if you don't have the movie, then just watch the show. But, um, yeah, that's all I have for you today. So those were just some three things that I might be doing. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. You know, we didn't have as much groundbreaking news that happened today. But um, I think this has definitely made an interesting episode. Uh, I've kind of... Mm, Put more quality into this episode than I have other episodes. So, um, you know, I hope you all in, uh, enjoyed this. And I hope you uh, all have a great day. Happy Valentine's. And uh, God bless you. And uh, goodbye.